Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to another episode of the Sumi and Samia podcast. Roll the intro. They're hungry Muslims changing the world. It's the Sumi and Samia podcast. Another day, another topic. And this time we will be talking about networking. Something that Sumi and I both very much enjoy because we are social butterflies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You couldn't have said it any better. We promise that uh, the next episode will be a more well thought out and emotional Islamic one. But for now, we're just going to keep with work topics. So Sumi, when was the first time that you realized networking is an essential part of your profession? Um... When I was talking to someone and they were saying, we were talking about like specifics about running like um, campaigns and whatnot and growing communities. And it was just like casual conversation. And a day later, they offered me a job. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's how it went. That, that was when I realized <laughs> that sometimes... Um, you don't need your perfect CV. You don't need, you know, um, to have all of this proven skills and experience. As long as you have mm-hmm. them, and you can, you can always prove them in another way. Basically, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah, as long as you can communicate mm-hmm. about the things you think and the things you've learned, then sometimes experience isn't even that meaningful because if you haven't learned anything from your experience then what's the point anyway exactly exactly and something that was told to me like um not not that recently but um and i and i heard it from different people was that nowadays universities are quite affordable or i mean at least in continental europe you know So it's easy to have access to higher education and many have it, but a degree doesn't necessarily translate into what that company is looking for. Which does not mean that you should get into the job knowing how to do everything. It Mm -hmm. means Mm -hmm. having it in you to learn very quickly and adapt to, I don't know, the audience, the target, whatever it is that you need to adapt to. Because that's not something yes. everyone um, processes at the same time, you know, what this company needs and how to translate that into my skills and what I'm supposed to do. Especially media, because it's such a fast-paced industry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, the things you learn in school are already void the second you step into an office, like all of the new social media apps that are out there or the algorithms that change by the drop of a hat, you know. The second you think you know something, it changes just because of technology and society moving so quickly. A hundred percent. Like, I'm still in school, you know, that I'm finishing this, um, I'm finishing a master's, as you know. And so many of the books I study from, so many of the materials our professors give us, they're all like printed last year or this year or even um, printed why are they printed? Or even printed or just online i'll make you just a brief example um so a manual we're supposed to study from was supposed to be published in march but due to coronavirus that has been postponed to june so the professor has been literally um 
given class based on what he and this guy researched, but the product of their work is not accessible to readers yet. And he was even saying that by the time that product is accessible, in September they're going to make new research because this pandemic has accelerated so many processes that were like slow in changing. Um, so yeah, that's the thing when you're in media. Things change very fast. But at the same time, you should never waste any opportunity to talk to people. Um, something, a piece of advice that was given to me that I'm really attached to and very thankful for is that whenever you see an event, a panel, a webinar, whatever it is, with people from your cycle or let's call it the niche in which you want to work to, go there. And when you go there, listen, ask questions, say hi, uh, introduce yourself, whatever it is, you, you might never know who you're talking to. Which brings me back to topic number two, Always be kind to everyone you're talking to. Everybody. That's, uh, you should be kind anyway to people that serve yeah, you anyway. in the supermarket, people on the street. Be kind anyway. But in networking especially, you have no idea who's going to hire you tomorrow. So be curious. Learn things. Meet new people. Don't be afraid to metaphorically shake hands with people and exchange knowledge. Because, you know, as we said... It's a very fast-paced industry. Some people might know things that you don't know yet. And then tomorrow you might be working together. Never judge a book by the cover. <laughs> Some people might look important and are important. Some people might not look important but are very interesting. So either way, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's always a win-win. To be fair, we have easy talking because we are social people. I can imagine if you are an introvert, a true introvert, then this might be a bit more difficult for you and it's true that a certain type of personality does better in this industry than another which we can argue about if that's fair or not but especially in journalism the thing that we both do which is interviewing people you have to be a people person to interview people and get a good story out of them mm -hmm. it's something you can learn because depending Definitely. on which publication you work for which media outlet you work for, they're usually looking for a different cut to the story because they have a different niche, a different audience, a different target. But at the same time, um, something that I can advise or tell you all to uh, keep in mind is that nobody of the people you're ever talking to was born with it in the sense that they knew everything and had it all figured out. They were all in your position at some point. So you should never like be too shy or afraid to cut a pole figure or whatnot because your potential manager, once you get there, will probably have thousands of stories to tell you about their fails. Because yeah. um, that's the thing. You should never be afraid of failure. You should take it. Exactly. You should take it as a lesson. Just, just another lesson. Um, cause and we have failed many times. So many. <laughs> so so many. many times. I love looking up stories of very successful people and the point in life where they felt like they would never make it because it really motivates me to never give up, even if I think that I've hit my lowest point career-wise. That's a really helpful tip. If you feel like you're in a position where it can't be any worse, then look up stories of people that were in the same position as you and are now very successful. 
Because the difference is they never gave up, you know. If they just have, if they had quit then and there, then we would have never known them the way that we know them now. Sometimes I have 10 minutes with a celebrity, just 10 minutes, and I have to get what I need to get in those 10 minutes. It's terrifying. It's so terrifying. But it's so rewarding when you're done and you've done your best and you think you have a great piece, then nothing beats that. And, you know, the I find that when I'm in a position with so much pressure, you know, you're squeezing me. And the juices come out. I thought you were, you were going to say, you know, pressure makes a diamond, but you went straight to juicing. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I went straight to juicing. I think I'm fasting, so I'm thinking about food. Again, <laughs> <laughs> no diamonds. Yeah. Anyway, um, just take everything as a challenge, as a new opportunity. And if you fail, well, everybody has had bad days. Exactly, everybody. And as Samia rightly said, um sometimes you should read up all of these very successful people um failure stories because the difference between them and everyone else is that they never gave up um how many people do we know that you know um pitched their scripts 10 times 20 times 25 times 30 times 35 times and then they do it and they win an Oscar. They kept going. They kept going. How many times was Harry Potter rejected? So many times was J.K. Rowling rejected by publishing houses. I have a quote on my computer as my computer background. And it's when asked, how do you write? Invariably answer one word at a time. It's a quote by Stephen King. You just have to finish it. Uh-huh. And you should believe that just because everyone else who did it before you were humans, you are capable too. Maybe it will take you longer than others. Maybe it will be faster than others. Maybe it will be harder to get it out there than it was for others. But still, you have it in you. And some people have privilege. You know, Some people know someone in the industry. Some people have access to better things, money to attend classes. There's definitely a lot of privilege involved. And inshallah, as Muslims, we make dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us and guide us and protect us in these journeys and give us the good and remove the bad. And sometimes you have the best book in the world, but just no one reads it. I watch John Green videos when I feel sad about my book because he has great stories about how his first book, like at a signing, three people came three people and now he is a new york times best-selling author but he continued writing even after that signing with just three people and that's why he's successful now just like we said he didn't give up i think that's that's yeah. something that you should always keep in mind you know whenever i see successful people saying that stuff you know such as i've been rejected 10 times i've been rejected 20 times um, so there's this story about Ralph Lauren being rejected like about a hundred times. Okay. And now if you talk about it, everyone knows what kind of brand is that, what they do. And you'll be like, no way. And you'll be like, yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and going back to networking, if you are like me... And sometimes uh, you never know how, like, 
to look as polished as others on your CV, that is probably the best way you can, you know, wing it and get a job that you like. Because uh, knowing people that are not necessarily in a position to employ employ you doesn't necessarily mean you're not you cannot come across a job opportunity through them because you know people yeah, talk, people talk <laughs> a lot and sometimes in, in in some situations before like having an open call and have interviews they'll go like hey do you know someone who does this and if that if the person that question is asked to happens to be a friend of yours or someone who knows that you can do that, they're gonna say your name. Um, think also about like about social media as a networking platform. Look around for people within your niche and interact with them in the comments, in DMs, whatever it is, but about meaningful yeah, exactly interact with their stuff but in a meaningful way like that shows that you have some knowledge of some kind or feedback that you can give the clapping emoji is great but if you can leave a message then that's better exactly um it's gonna show it's going to show them that you actually know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about yeah maybe they follow you back maybe they'll message you maybe you'll message them baby steps like baby steps baby steps baby steps Baby steps. How should we end the podcast, Um, Simi? I was about to say, like, let's play something Never Give Up or... (laughs) Yeah, let's do another music one. Let's do Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Don't stop believing. Hold on to the feeling. (laughs)